You ready? Let's do it. Welcome back to the Faithful Fanatic Podcast, and we are back, and we got a lot to talk about. The MLB is officially, officially back, hence our in, our intro music, you know. We ain't going nowhere, baby. Baseball's back, we're hitting dingers, we're catching flies, you know how we're going, you know how it's going down. And how's everyone feeling? Let's go. Feeling fucking amazing now. It's Jersey Day in here. Gint didn't get the memo. He's rocking with the Sixers today. Oh, yeah. We, we, we got a joined, special guest. High School. We're joined by a guest, our boy Matt. How you doing today, Matt? Good. Thanks for having me on, guys. No problem. No, no problem, problem, brother. But, um, yeah, I'm, I can say we're all excited. Yes, we, sir. We were talking last week on the pod, and we really, I personally didn't think this was happening. I no, we were, were gonna, very pessimistic. I was week. very pessimistic, and then they were like, oh, we're going to 60 games. I was like, say less. Uh, let's get let's get let's so, get it rolling. That's so many but points. we got we got a lot to talk about when it comes to MLB right now. So we got a lot of new rules. Bill, you want to bring them down for us? Yeah. So we got a sixty game season, forty games in division, twenty game against your AL counterpart. So like we'll play the AL East, the NL West will play the AL West, and so on and so on. It's extra inning, start with the guy on second base, uh, last out in the ninth inning. That's when you hop on second. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a crazy year. Universal DH, too. It's going to be a lot different than usual. We're going to see a lot of crazy shit go down. It's going to be a a test year. Like, they're, they're just going to throw out, like, whatever they can to see what works and what attracts fans and what doesn't. Obviously, hitting attracts fans, right? Runs attract fans. So, they're going with the Universal DH and the NL. That has not, because that's been floating around for a long time coming now. And they even said that is not definite yet for next year or years to come. It's just this year. So they're going to see how it works. Um, now it's going to be weird if they take it back. Though. Yeah. And it also kind of, I don't like it for this year because, again, you said this earlier to me, it puts the NL teams at a disadvantage because they didn't prepare for a DH year, especially with the weird COVID offseason yeah, the break true. going. So that like true. puts them at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. Now, the Phillies have Jay Bruce. So like, I mean, all you got to do is tell a guy not to not to play the field. And yeah, but it's like, hard to get a disadvantage when you're throwing in a different batter in there. I understand. Pitcher, uh, yeah, know? but compared to the AL. We're lucky. We have some options. We're, we're a lucky team. Right. Yeah, so there's the there's new, yeah, like you Bruce. said, there's new rules. 60 games starting on July 3rd, 23rd, or July 24th, they don't know yet, in 66 days, which is going to be interesting when it comes, we were just talking about it, rain, weather, like, what's going to happen then? You, Bill, it's, what is it they're going to play yeah, so like, the season? Now there's suspended games, so if there's a, a game that gets rained out in like the third inning, usually they just would scratch it. And right. Like, but now they're going to start in the third inning and play it on at a different point. So that's a new thing this year, too. Again, what uh, sticks out to you with these new uh, rules that MLB has put out for this year? Uh, like you guys said, uh, the DH universally is crazy because as Phillies fans, we've only seen DHs when we played in the American League, and that had to be in their stadium, obviously. And then the big thing is the runner on second base because, like we were talking, we talked earlier, uh, Roman Quinn is fast to say the <laughs> least. So if we're if we're eligible to put him on the base pass, put him on second base with no outs, especially. Uh, the start of extra innings that that could be a run just by a single up the middle, so that puts us at a huge adan- advantage in my opinion. Yeah, that boosts that boosts Roman Quinn's valuable Stock, valuability. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Th- it's huge. This rule, this is the one that obviously sticks out the most to me because I don't like the way it's. 
I understand it's to speed the game up, and you like with 60 games in 66 days, you don't want to have games going into the 15th, 16th inning. However, I would have waited to let's say the 11th or 12th. Like I would have gave an extra one real extra inning of extra inning baseball, rather than just saying, you know what, it's not over in nine innings, and here you just here you go, float yeah. a runner out on second with no outs because essentially, if you wanted to, not saying it's guaranteed, if you wanted to, you could bunt them over leading off the inning. Get them over to third, sack and then fly. a sack fly or a ground ball gets them in, and then it, you put all the pressure on the opposite team. So uh, that's the one that sticks out to me. I don't know if I would have done it initially to start the top of the tenth inning. Yeah, I think I would have waited to the top of eleventh or twelfth. But yeah, I, it's all it's all to speed up the game and and not tire these guys out is, over. This a short is what season. a lot of people have been wanting from the MLB, especially for the younger generation with the, like attention span, yeah. and keeping the game fast. Because you know how some of these games go. MLB games can go all fucking day. It feels like sometimes, especially with just the pace, the slowness. So or if I'll, there's a rain delay. Yeah, and I'm actually all for this. I I kind of like how they're trying to speed up the game. It's it's been a long time coming, and we knew it was going to come eventually. Yeah, right. with a man on second, like I feel like the biggest thing about this. Year them doing that is just for them to stay on the field as short as possible. They yeah. don't want to. They don't want to keep them on the field for eight extra innings. You had a double. You had a double. It's over. Yeah, well, that's the, awesome. With all this going on, guy, yeah. like. They're just trying to play it safe at this point, and that's a it's a great rule to play it safe for this year. I mean, it's already a pretty funky, fucked up season, so that would be cool to. It's gonna be really fun to watch this year. Next, they just need to put circles in the outfield, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just so there's uh, no shifting. Another thing to me is the thirty man roster, and obviously we're gonna talk Phillies a little bit later into the show, but um, the thirty man roster rules are obviously interesting because one. You have more guys on your active roster. But B, since there's no minor league system right now, there's no AAA, AA or whatever, they're also going to have like a what, – what did you guys say it was called? It's called a taxi squad. A taxi yeah. squad just Extra floating at like – players so, is that? 30 so players. Explain that. So let's say – so the Phillies in Philadelphia, right? Let's say we put a taxi squad out in Allentown and quarantine them out in Allentown. They can train. They can practice. They can scrimmage each other. They can't play any other – they can't play like opposing taxi squads. They can only train that, – so that's if – a guy on the Phillies is gets hurt or gets COVID or whatever the case is, then they can call up from that taxi squad because there is no minor league system and there's no games being played down there right now. So that's all that 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 that's kind of interesting to me. Um, what's more intriguing to me is the health codes because we just said they've laid out everything precautionary wise and how to prevent getting COVID on the field and when you're at the stadiums, but they they. A, haven't done a good job at kind of, not that you can put the MLB in a bubble, especially when they're traveling to other stadiums, obviously, um, but they haven't done a good job at quarantining, so to say, like stopping players from doing whatever they want, basically, and B, they haven't done a good a, a good job at explaining um, at what if someone gets COVID, what, like, how many people, how many people need to get COVID on the Philadelphia Phillies for them to be tossed out of the league for this year because like, that that well, they're at seven which is already like and we don't know who this but seven some is. are staff members too yeah all right i but, think four staff members but it could be it could be one staff member for all they're telling us because they say yeah. four they said they've so far have said seven players and staff members we really don't have an accurate number did they tweet the accurate it number? was just seven it was seven players and personnel exactly so we they could be literally one but they're just saying that to almost just dis- like they could say six players one staff member, right but they're going to keep it broad to like not Fear, like give people fear. I feel like right. So the tough part, going to my point, is 
how are they going to prevent it? Because it's basically just an honor system. Like the players and staff members that got it in Clearwater, that wasn't, they're doing everything right when they can being at the stadium. And I guess that's really all you can do in this situation is because mm-hmm. like in Clearwater, they have so many crazy precautionary setups down there where when you, once you enter the building, you're sanitized. You have to do this. You have to sign this to sign and in. People were still getting it. Yeah. Well, that's because, to my point, they're not getting it there at the facility necessarily. They're getting it going out. And then they're coming back in and it's spreading. And that's the issue, which is what they haven't, I guess what I'm trying to say is they haven't good, done a good enough job at, like, how can you stop that? Yeah. I guess you can't. No, literally. I feel like it's just kind of play it by ear and see what happens. I Like, if you get COVID— I feel like it would kind of be like a DL situation, like you're out for two weeks, I assume, and then you get retested, and right. I, we'll see what happens. I don't know if they're going to—I feel like they'll tell us at some point, but I don't know. It's kind of almost good that—like, Flor- Florida's been hitting some crazy numbers, too, so hopefully they just lock it all down so we don't see this, because I know there are a lot of players still down there, so hopefully they just lock it all down so, like, players can't get more infected, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's the thing that does worry me, like— like the, the you may have to quarantine for two weeks if like you come in direct contact with someone with COVID nineteen, but well, they're not going to do that probably because the player is going to get it. But if they test not positive, like they're just going to let them play one, and then two. How long? How I know people from my my line yeah. of work when this first got big, they caught it and they were out for like two months. Yeah, two months, like. If, so it's not guy, just the contagious guy, like, aspect. It's, it's like, well, how long are you going to be out? Like, if I, I know these are athletes. They, right. they have better probably immune systems than most of us. We can just assume that they're some of the healthiest people on the planet. But, like, if a Bryce Harper's out for four weeks in a 60-game season, that is big. Yeah. That is big. You could basically, like, that's just going to be such a detrimental blow to the team. And, like, that's what's worrisome about the disease. It's not, like, really, like... The effects it's going to have in the long term, it's about the short term because of how short in the season is. Well, again, before I throw it to you real quick, I just want to say, like, speaking of that, like, what happens when we have to go down to Miami to or Tampa Bay to play one of those two teams? That's scary. But also, aside from, like, sports, New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut, and I know PA is probably going to follow soon. um, They just came out yesterday and said that if you're traveling in state from one of the seven or whatever— States that they listen, I know Florida is one of them. You have to quarantine for two weeks. But how are they enforcing that? Well, I don't know if they because how they, they can enforce it driving wise. But I guess like so let's say you what fly gonna, in. They're from, not going to have like military personnel I have at the, no, at the, I have plane, no, at the airports I have just no like arresting you because they they had signs all over ninety five when this shit first went down that said travelers from New York quarantine for two weeks. You know how many people probably fucking really did that? <laughs> None. They're like, I got to go to Philadelphia. Well, Delaware. I got to go to Philadelphia for a reason. I'm traveling down. 95 for a reason. I'm not quarantined, and this is going to be like a two-day thing. I'm not quarantine, quarantining myself for two weeks. So how are they going to even enforce that? I Which, don't know. Well, remember Delaware uh, when— They started kicking if people you out. Weren't for, mm-hmm. If your tags didn't, weren't Delaware, Delaware tags, you were getting pulled over. Mm-hmm. But it's also tricky when you, when, you get to, when you get to Jersey, like Pennsylvania and New York— it's tough because you have the people that live in New Jersey and either A, work in New York City, or B, work in Philadelphia. So like, that's where it gets tricky with that thing. Like, I, what are you going to pull someone over every day for I driving mean, to work? And the other thing is, is like Philly, like Pennsylvania, I don't know for Philly in a sense, but Pennsylvania has like the third amount of like lowest cases. Like, Pennsylvania's yeah, they, doing really well. It's, yeah. like, it's like Alaska and Hawaii are the yeah. only ones. Uh, no, it's Montana and Hawaii. Yeah, like the most yeah. isolated parts of the fucking country. Yeah. And like Pennsylvania's yeah. right there with them, which is actually crazy. But it's like a good thing. But like, how is this could possibly like. Fuck everything yeah. up, you know what I'm saying? All right, Gint. So back to baseball itself. What 
like, if you look through the memo, what health codes kind of stick out to you? Because there's sp- so many things that players aren't allowed to do th- my, this my year. My big one is spitting as I open yeah. a tin. Like, <laughs> I have no idea how some of these—being a person with a nicotine addiction— I will say right now, that is one of the hardest things to quit, like, and to not do. It's habit. Like, and a lot of these guys have been playing baseball and doing these things. It's so habit. Yeah. Like, like you said with Aaron Nola earlier. Licking his fingers. Licking his fingers. He's been doing that since he was a kid. Like, how do you just stop? It's going to happen. I'm telling you right now, it's going like, to happen. What are they going to do? Are right, they going like, to run get a out? Warning? Are you going to run out there? Like, yo, chill out. Well, that's like, the thing. <laughs> you get through the umps. Do the umps have the ability, like, let's say no, like, you get a warning the next time you're out? Is that the thing? But, like, it's just muscle memory. Again, what, what sticks out to you? I mean, like you just said with the nicotine. I mean, we had Raul Banyas here, and how many times <laughs> did you see Raul Banyas without a wad of chew in his cheek? Blast it's going to be crazy to see. And then it's going back to what you said, and MLB not giving us much information. This all happened so fast. It was, we're going to have a season. Oh, we're probably not going to have a season, and the next day it's, oh, we're playing 60 games, get the training camp now. It all happens so fast, so I think they just wanted to get these guys to spring uh, to training camp so that we could, and then they'll iron out all these details for the games and what you can, if you can lick your fingers or not, which, like you said, that is absolutely ridiculous. It's it's a habit that I don't even think could be broken. Like you said, nicotine is a habit that these guys have probably been chewing since they were in ninth grade of high school when they played varsity baseball, and you just got to tell them to stop now. It's going to be tough to see, but... We gotta all let it play out. We just gotta. We're just glad we got games coming. That's yeah, I'm the with biggest you. thing. I, that's what I think is gonna happen. I think like they're just kind of like, all right, get into spring training, and then once we got like three weeks to plan like how we're gonna do this, then we got it. Because you got three weeks of training, yeah. you can figure out everything by then, hopefully. Yeah. But hopefully. The other, well, I don't know. Rob Manfred's fucking. The other stupid, big, the so. other big thing that I think is actually gonna have effect of like how much slower the game could go or how much more of a toll you're putting on the players. The players are really going to be busy as fuck. Like, people don't understand that. Like, pitchers have to bring their own rosin bags. <laughs> and you have to clean them. Like, how yeah. do you clean a rosin and bag? How do you pitcher, clean a baseball? Each like, pitcher gets a wet rag to replace, to add, like, instead of spitting, that's what they're getting is a wet rag. Huh. So really? they spit into yeah. a wet rag? No, 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 <laughs> no they no, use the wet right. rag for the, for the, <laughs> like the, like the moisture instead to On replace the moisture. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're spitting <laughs> they the rag? <laughs> <to> a rag? <laughs> but, like, I just think a lot of this stuff is, like, they're trying to, like, push them so quick and to get the season in as fast as possible. But at the same time, you're implementing all these rules that is slowing down their everyday yeah. process. It's adding more time. So I think you're going to see by, like, game 40, game 30, a lot of these guys are going to be worn the fuck out, man. Like, I, I think one of the big issues we could see moving forward, especially with these new player rules and, like, how much they have to do added to their normal schedule mm-hmm. on an already ramped-up schedule, I think you could see injuries really become an issue late game, and late, late season. No, you're right, because, like, even in spring training, like you'll have your first week as a pitcher and you'll get like dead arm or some shit. And then all of a sudden that's probably gonna happen again to a lot of pitchers. And if you're not if you're not if you weren't training this whole time, like Bryce Harper in an interview earlier was like, I've never had this much time to train. I'm in the best shape of my life. If you're just kinda chilling, sitting on your ass, not really doing much, and now you're like, Oh shit, I gotta play baseball, yeah. You're gonna be fucked. Like so Look, we're we're really gonna see who who was actually working and who was chilling. Yeah, Pete Segura down fourteen pounds though. Well stop yeah. what do you say? Stop drinking whiskey. Uh, drinking whiskey and uh, smoking cigars yeah. or something. I wish Here, I could okay, do that. So he, here's my thing, right? So I'm at the point where, yes, I am super excited to have baseball back and whatever needs to be done in order for the games to be put on, I'm all for it. But at the same time, I'm also like, and I'm all for taking precautions to not spread COVID, obviously. But I'm also at the point where, like, dude, either you can play the sport or you can't. 
And I understand the whole baseball. You can you can stay essentially six feet away from each other. You can do, you can take some precautions and everything. But the whole you can't lick two fingers a tiny bit to touch a baseball. You can't spit on the ground when you're in the outfield. That that all like either you can play the sport or you can't play the sport. And I understand what it's for. And I I'm just like, but technically that's not the sport. That's just habits that you develop while playing the sport. That's not the <laughs> yeah. sport. Like, that's what they're going to argue, too, and that's what they're going to tell you. Like, oh, well, how much does licking your finger – how much does spitting on the grass really affect your game? That's really an issue. You can't play baseball because – it's I'm not just like you're saying losing a hand. I'm saying it's force of habit, and unless you plan on, on enforcing that rule to the point of you get a warning and then you're gone, and I don't – so you're telling me – so you, you want eyes brought to baseball, right? You want more viewership. Bryce Harper spits in the outfield and the ump catches him two times by just like I said just muscle memory like he's just doing it because he's done it in his his entire life he does it you're going to throw yeah. Bryce Harper out of the game I'm interested to Who, see how they like implement that because that's I feel what like, I'm saying you I have like all maybe, these rules and I just don't see them being well, they enforced don't, well, they don't even have anything listed the only thing they have listed about like player contact is fighting and instigating they have no sunflower seeds no uh, gum chewing right but they don't they don't say what the discipline I think you can't, I don't know. What the what? They don't say what the discipline is. That's what I'm is. saying. They like, say nothing. The only thing you can find with discipline, uh, disciplinary actions right now is fighting and instigating. And that is a severe... Di- they have that in quotation. Yeah. Severe that's discipline. What, that's what so we were saying. So it's like... You get suspended. Like, the other like- thing is players may not be at the stadium. I forget how. It's either four or five hours before the game. And they must be gone either 90 minutes or two hours post-game. And players from opposite teams must stay at least six feet apart of each other before the game in warm-ups, in between innings, and after the game. Mm-hmm. So someone made an interesting point. What happens like if Kyle Seager and Corey Seager play each other? They can't like they can't like meet up after. Yeah, Jersey like, swap. Yeah, Jersey I mean, I swap. guess you could say <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, we'll. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I really think like within the next once training camp starts, I feel like we'll get all the details. Once we get closer to the season, July twenty third, twenty fourth, right. I think I think we're gonna get a lot of details of like, okay, this is how we're gonna do it, and this is how hard we're gonna. I, I, it. it honestly pisses me off though that they don't have this. Like, I think it's just get them on, get them, let's get this like, sport going. Like, you were the last they've sport, been in, especially. They've been in negotiations for exactly. how fucking yeah. long, exactly. and they haven't had anyone just fucking making yeah, these rules. I was just with, gonna say that. Like, what have you been? Do- I feel like the MLB has been the least prepared throughout everything been over a month. Yeah, like the NBA already has rings set up, like body rings that the players are gonna yeah, wear yeah, to yeah. read their whole body temperatures. Right, and so the MLB's how, not even listing their full rules yet. How the, like, ex, let's just say, I don't even know, exclusive are there? Like, why can other sports not use this? Like, why isn't baseball going to try to use this? I have those, no clue about any of that. There's rings, the wrist, the wrist rings. Well, I, it might come down to budgeting and what the owners want to vote for. Because I, think, all, I think that's pretty essential when I you're running the major. But league. when you're really thinking about it, like when we were breaking down like NHL, MLB, and basketball right now, who's like the most progressive with this shit? It's basketball. The NBA. Adam Silver is very progressive. He even straight up said that like players don't have to play if they don't want to, whether it be with the Black Lives Matter movement or whether it be for the yeah. COVID nineteen. And we're seeing that a lot of people are deciding not to play. Avery Bradley's one. Um, Davis Bertans. Yeah, Davis Bertans. But that was actually dealing with free agency, which is interesting because he doesn't want to affect his oh, free yeah. agency coming. And now you got guys like Nikola Jokic getting the virus over in Serbia. So like, 
But like the NBA's already been progressive, unlike the MLB, which it just kind of like blows my fucking mind. Like, how are you not on this? You've had so much time to deal with this. I understand you were going through the whole negotiating. But you should have had another department, another a couple. Yeah. That's people. what I mean. That's what I mean. You should have had right. like ten guys sitting in the fucking right. room so with a doctor, so, like figure this so out. So yeah. when negotiations, when they finally agree that. Here it's here's the plan. This yeah. these are the guidelines, these are the rules, this is the discipline, blah blah blah. Because like I just don't know how they're gonna control people spitting and licking their fingers. Yes, like, that's my point. That was my whole point. I don't there think... might be pitchers right now practicing with the wet yeah. bag. I really honestly Yeah, I really don't think they're gonna be like super strict on it, like, all right, you're out of the game if you see Bryce Harvey right. spit in the outfield. You know, I feel like it'll be kind of lenient, but certain occasions when you you know, kind of see it go overboard, yeah. then the umps probably have to be like, okay, like, right, be- stop. Before we move on, the last thing I just want to say about the whole, about the MLB and COVID-19 is the fact that, and they basically are open, or have been open about this. Look, players are currently and probably and are going to test positive for COVID-19. It's just a real, it's just a realistic point of view of it. And it's, it's just like crazy to me how like, that's not even like a worry now. It's not like, oh, well, if players get covid well, we're going to not have the league. No, it's basically like, look, the league is going on. Yeah. And we've had, we've don't had be, cases don't be surprised when yeah. five, six players of every team have test positive. And they're out two weeks and then you see what else is up, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, they said, well, they said, according to the COVID pr- procedures, though, those who test positive will be, re- will be put on related injuries list. Yeah. And which doesn't have Kinda a time like a limit. Yeah. And to be removed from the list, the players must test negative twice at least 24 hours apart cannot have had a fever in the last 72 hours and must have taken an antibody anybody test doctors and a, and a joint yeah, yeah. COVID-19 committee created by the league and the union must also sign off that the player to be removed from the list that's smart I mean which that's pretty that's as much that's which as much is as very you can smart do. that's as much you can which, do which is very smart but you know what it says to me time and like he yeah. was saying earlier yeah with these star players, uh-huh. like that's going to kill a season. Like obviously, and who's in the first. union? Who's in the union? It's the players, right? Yeah. This is where you got. This is when like the sketchy shit happens. Like, like there might be a guy on the union that's like, oh well, I don't want that guy back. We have to play them in two right. weeks. Like maybe you know what? I'm going to decline. I this. fucking hope not. Right. Oh, well, but like that's really what's going to happen. That's how people are. People are scummy. Like you know what I mean? Like when the season's getting near the end and like oh oh Bryce is coming back. Bryce is an MVP right now. Shit. Yeah, you have someone in the union kind of like we got to play them and like Bryce is still technically sick. You know I'm not really comfortable with him coming back. And that's the point where I'm kind of getting a little nervous that yeah. people are going to like that the fact that so many people have like access to that ability. I yeah. think it should just be doctors and the joint committee. I feel like the MLBPA is just way too like they they fucking defend the players to death. You know they'll they will st- put a stop to that shit. I feel like that shit's going on. Well, I hope so. We'll see, right? Uh, it's that backdoor <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's move on to uh, our Phillies. celebration here, the Phillies. Okay, so as we said earlier, go. going into all the rule changes, hey. uh, yeah. the <laughs> the sixty games, um, the Phillies will play the. NL East, which is obviously the Braves, Marlins, Nationals, and Mets. And AL East, which consists of the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays, the Orioles, and the Blue Jays. Um, through 60 games last year, the Phillies were in first place at 33-27. and 27. We know them, for the, at least for the last two or three years, to be a first half of the year team. Um, so, Gant, let's start with you. What are your, just right now, a couple weeks away from spring training 2.0, and about a month away from the season beginning. What are your expectations for this Phillies team for this short, weird season? 
with the short season, it's going to be tough, especially the NL East is probably, give or take, the best division in baseball. Yeah, easily. Definitely yeah. top three, if not top Third two. Belt. So it's going to be tough. And like you said, last year we started 33-27, and 27 and we were looking really good. And Andrew McCutcheon went down. It looked like the whole swagger of the whole team just kind of went out the door. So it's going to be really interesting to see him back in the lineup. Hopefully we Zach Wheeler, who knows what's going on with his wife. He might not – now there's rumors he might not even play because his wife's pregnant. He technically doesn't have to come. So we really – after you just signed five years, $118 million, you just signed him. So expectation-wise, I think this is a playoff roster. New DH, we, like you said earlier, we have a lot of options. Jay Bruce, hopefully Alec Bohm will get some uh, at-bats with the 30-man roster. So expectation is definitely a playoff team. Love to see the division uh, win the division, but division's really tough. So, Going back to that 30-man roster, by the way, it's only that drops down to 26 players. 28, then 26. Yeah, it drops down to 28, then okay. 26. But you got so that's the taxi not 30, squad still. Yeah, that's a, that's where the taxi squad. Those guys squad, will go right down. Yeah, okay, the, well, let me just st- putting that out there that it's not an active 30-man roster. Then, the then let me say this: Spencer Howard and Alec Bohm better be on that 26-man roster. Off the bat, they should be on the yes, 30. Absolutely, I'm, I'm no t- doubt. Absolutely. They're 24 year old men. It's time. So. Okay, so here and then next, I want to get into your guys' expectations, but also along with your expectations, what are your biggest concerns? Starting five bullpen. Well, depth. let's let's go over expectations first. Snap. Oh, I thought you were gonna. No, go. Ahead. Gonna, <laughs> Billy, go ahead. All right. right. Yeah, I mean, like you <laughs> said, you took me off guard. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this really is a playoff roster, though. I mean, when you look at it, if Wheeler plays too, and you uh, if you have Spencer Howard in it right away, which would make a lot of sense since there's no AAA for him to throw innings at, it would that starting one through five would just change so much because now you got Howard probably at the four or five spot, and that's that's pretty damn big. I mean, obviously he hasn't pitched a AAA inning in his life, but He's the stuff he's shown is amazing. Like in his minor league like stats last year, he had a two ERA, eleven point nine K per nine, allowed four home runs in seventy one innings. Like he was a beast. He just his fastball hits almost ninety nine. He's got a ridiculous slider, a nice curveball. So that would be amazing. So if we have that, if we have that, plus we got the lineup, McCutcheon back in. McCutcheon was hitting. He was getting on base at like a three eighty clip when he got hurt last year. Once he went down, that sucked. So having him back at the leadoff spot. And one through nine, you have Adam Hazley batting ninth most likely. I mean, Jay Bruce probably getting most D eight D eight spots against right handed pitchers. Like, it, there's a lot to be excited about with this team. That that's what I, I my expectations is coming back to. My biggest expectation. For yeah, you got season, a real D H too. If you're really going to I mean, get this team deep, you need to have a guy like Andrew McCutcheon healthy. And like you guys have been saying, when he was healthy, this team just like we threw sixty games, we were in first place, tied for first. Yeah, tied thirty. For yeah, tied for the Braves. So if, it, it was kind of like oh. Oh wow! Like we could really do it, and then you lose a guy that's so big, like Andrew McCutcheon, a great that a great leadoff hitter, a guy that gets on base, a guy that can just crack the shit out of a ball. Like, and now with the DH, like you're saying, Jay Bruce, you can he can hit the ball, but you know you're not trying to put him out on the field very often. So having him having the ability to just you know get up there and still hit, it, it's it's great. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and we're so like the thing about our team is like we're so versatile, and Kingery really helps us with that. I think he takes another he step this a, year, and that's the thing. If he takes a step, that's huge. And like with him, you can slot him at third, second, short outfield. You can do whatever you want. And if Alec Boom, I mean, dude. All he's done in the minors is rake. Like all right. we all know this. All he's done is rake. The man is like a he's a career two ninety three hitter. Gets on base at three seventy clip. He's, so he's gonna be good. Here's where I'm at. I think there's a couple things that stick out to me. I'm I think there's a lot to be excited about because I think there's a lot of players to be excited about. D D Gregorius to me is a big addition. Joe Girardi 
is the biggest addition. Biggest addition yeah. by far. Yeah. Joe Harper's, second, Harper's second year. You have a real manager. Yeah. I think Kingry takes another step. I think Gene, if Gene Segura, dude, Gene Segura, you know what he does for a living? Just hits baseballs. He's a 300, 315 hitter, wet, and he's back in shape. He's off whiskey and cigars. <laughs> I think there's a lot to look forward Bryce to. Bryce Harper saying he's in the best shape of his yes. life got me like yeah. aroused. And, like, <laughs> and you're right. Really did. Look, <laughs> and here, here's what sticks out to me is the over-under, right? Because the over-under has them set at the fourth spot in the NL East. But, but they're you, only two. I believe it's two games behind, out of first place, it's and that says a lot to me because they're going to be in the mix. And if you go back to last year, the, the bats aren't a concern to me. They never have been. If you go back last year, the, our our lineup was so damn explosive before the McCutcheon injury. We had one of the best one through eight through the yes. first sixty games. Yes, that you're going to have. Seen. You're good. Yes, the Braves lineup is ridiculous. The Nats, the Nats lineup is really good. And, they're pitching just out of the right. world, out of this world. But the Phillies also have a lineup that's not to be messed around with. No. They have so, bats. They have yes. bats. So it's not it's not the bats to me. It is the starting five. And if Wheeler plays, you have a, a nice one-two punch in Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. You don't Jake Arrieta. I think he, he without can, the bone spur. If he can I mean, play well, yeah. it's a sixty game He's year. He's back. <laughs> Apparently, part five. It's a sixty game year, which which is an advantage to to uh, Jake Arrieta. Yeah. So then it comes down to the back end, the four and five, right? To me, Zach Eflin's number four. We talked no about doubt. this last week. No doubt. Me and Gint were talking earlier. I'm throwing Spencer Howard out Fuck there. Fuck yeah. Even Why if not? Even if you, how about this? Even if you're Joe Girardi and you're not comfortable in throwing him out there, which doesn't make sense to me because he's not a 19-year-old kid. He's 24 years old. It's time. It's time. Yeah, he's in his prime. He's but almost think, in his prime. I think that's the type of move he would make. Yeah. But, so here's my I point. I wouldn't be surprised. Even if bullpen. you didn't want to do that, you have three guys that you can rotate. Throw out Pavetta yep. at, at the first start of the, of the, the fifth game of the year. Pavetta plays well. Maybe give him another start. If he doesn't or you don't like what he showed, then go and throw out Spencer Hat. You can you can do that. You also, with the more guys on the roster, you can add to your bullpen. You get Sir Anthony back. You get David Robertson back. And then you can throw in um, uh, Vince Velasquez as a long reliever if something mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. You think we'll see, you think we'll see uh, Sir Anthony this year? I do. I, really? I do. I don't. I don't think we'll see David Robertson either. Really? <laughs> no. No, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Sir Anthony thing is kind of fucked up. He should have got Tommy John right from the beginning, but it's whatever. So, I so again, I think that they are a playoff team. Um, With expecta- since we're talking expectations, not to cut you off, you're can good. I throw this out there? How uh, Fox Betting has World Series odds up right now, and they have the Phillies tied at seventh between Tampa Bay and St. Louis at plus 2,000 for the World Series. Kim, what are you throwing on that? <laughs> let me let me. My break. betting habits a hundred, and they'll they'll win fifteen games this year. And <laughs> All right, make the so like, let me let me break it down the the list because it's ten teams. It goes New York, Los Angeles, Houston, which we need to get to because talking about fights, oh, I yeah. actually want to tie that in there. Ooh. Atlanta, <laughs> Washington, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, St. Louis, and then a tie between the Cubs and the Mets. So you got Makes four. Sense. NL East teams yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, holy shit. We have a good-ass division. It's, it is by far the best division in baseball. And tying back to the Houstons real quick, I, before we get into the World Series talk, talking about fights and severe discipline, we know that the Astros are going to get lit 
up. Yeah, now you if you fight, well, you fight, can't react. Yeah, but like, that's, yeah. What, that's the best just part that they get to nail the shit out of Astro players like, all season. So we're probably the, I I would put the Astros odds lower than that because I think you're going to see a lot of suspensions on the Astros because they're just going to get to a point where you some of these guys are going to be covered in fucking welts. <laughs> like no, and like no jokes aside, like they were already the most hit team yeah. in spring training. That's the thing. Like now, that division is with sixty games. It's it's a lot more interesting because you have the Angels. You got they're actually like on the come up. You have the A's. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know, they need some pitching, but they they got a good, pretty good lineup. Right. So here's my question yeah. for that thing because before they were gonna have to play the entire league and teams in the NL like we us, we were only yeah. gonna see them what one two one two two series maybe. So my thing is, but we get Dodgers. My, my question is. So. Since they're seeing the same opponents multiple times, like that's all they're going to say. Do those opponents get over it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. after the, since they're seeing so much of them, are they over it after plunking them for three, four games? I think you could see the opposite because these are the guys in the same division that are like you, fucking robbers, you yeah. fucking thieves. Until the Astros you come, fucking until cheers. the Astros come out and win the division, clean again. They're still easily the <laughs> best team. That's, in that division. that's the no, point. That's the close. point. They're not still the close. best team in the division. Easily. So it's like, like if you're one of these teams in the division and you're at week, you're you're at game thirty and you know you're not making the playoffs. Yeah. It's like okay, that's unload. True. You're like there's thirty games left. We don't have a <laughs> shot. Let's just fuck them up. Like <laughs> like let's make it as hard as possible not, for them to get moved on. Because I think at a certain point you would see the commissioner step in and say. Dude, you plunk them one more time, or if it looks in, if it looks intentional, like you hit them with ninety eight, you're done. Like, and it's going to carry into but next year. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, and next year is an even bigger problem because I don't think players are going to forget about this. I, a part of me thinks maybe they'll forget about it because maybe they'll get lit up so bad. Yeah. This this short season because now everyone's just like, let me get my hits in. Like, like, and I, like I said, I think the last twenty games you're gonna see the Astros really just get fucking beamed. Well, the Dodgers are gonna get a shot at them, so that'd be cool. We'll, we'll, get, so, to, we'll get to see that. Are we? You taking, might see like shitty pitchers getting starts. <laughs> are we taking the over or under at thirty one and a half? I'm going over. I'm taking over too. Over. Not with by Wheeler, a lot. Over. With Wheeler, I'm going without over. Wheeler. I'm without going under. Wheeler, yeah, exactly, exactly. I can see because that's, now you're yeah, one that's through a great five point. without Wheeler that's is so point. much more depleted. But I can also really see them around what they were through 60 games last year. 33, yeah, 33. 27, 34, somewhere right around 34 and 26. Um, now the question is: Is that does that win you the division? No, probably not. But it's no. a playoff spot, probably. I mean, maybe. How do we? Well, well, like, why do we think it won't? Because, like, last year the Nats were pretty shitty to start. Yeah, but I feel it. And also, they could be coming off a really big We don't high. know. Like, we don't. They could be coming off a really big That's high. the thing. 33 could win the division. To me, the Braves are our biggest competition. I think we're better it, than the Nats. Yeah, but than here's the, the thing with 33. 33 is a weird number to me because I feel like even at 33, you're like, it's just going to be a race the whole yeah. season. That's the thing. And the Mets are actually, it's like, all, I honestly good. think. Like, they're not of, a bad team Out this of year. the four teams in this race in the NL East, Mets, Nats, Braves and Phillies. It's whoever's gonna catch. It's who's ever gonna catch that momentum first. You know what the Phillies have to do? Actually, fucking perform against the Miami Marlins this yeah. year, dude. They got shit on last year. They lost the series. Like that was awful. But that, that that's, was sickening. That, that but that's me, what I'm talking that to about. To me, is where Girardi comes into play. Yeah, Girardi. Effect, because that maybe. to me is the same thing with Elaine Vigneault with the Flyers. Yep. The Flyers. Agree, used, the Flyers used to be for whatever reason good against the really really good teams in the league. 
which they were again this year. And then but they would bl- they would suck against mm-hmm. the shittier teams in the league. Elaine Vigneault comes in, the Flyers are a top three team in in the NHL for four months. That to me is where Joe Girardi comes in, where he's like, "Yo, that's not fucking happening." To yeah, me. Like, that was the easiest decision of the off season was. Hiring Joe Girardi. Yeah, there was when no, I, dude, when there I got that nothing. notification, <laughs> yeah. I lost my mind. And I was like, a manager, think, a manager. I think, <laughs> I think it's been a little diluted because of the weird off season. Yeah. Like we haven't had baseball yet, so like, but I, we haven't talked about it enough, and no one's talking about that enough. It's dude. huge. Like, Joe Girardi is a huge, huge, huge addition to the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh yeah, especially coming off of Gabe Kapler. Yeah. <laughs> That bum. I'm so glad he's fucking gone. Okay, I'm so, so glad that experiment Real quick before we move on, because I do want to get to another conversation. So, biggest concern. So, uh, I think we can all agree that it's not the bats, because I think they have one of the best uh, starting lineups in the, in the entire league. You can People can argue all you. A lot, of, a lot of teams have great lineups. I think the Phillies are one of them. Is it the starting five? Is it the bullpen? Or is it depth? Because they do have a very good starting nine, but they're not that deep. Also, real quick, forgot about this, Bill. How does this affect now Roman Quinn in the eyes of Joe Girardi? Because, like to your point, that can be very critical to throw him in there, but that would involve him not playing. Yeah, but do you really—I don't think he needs to be playing. I think Hazley's better than Roman so Quinn. Do, so do I. Yeah. So do I. I'm just saying. I think. It's, yeah, no, I think because like, you can, you can like switch him in every once in a while, obviously, but I think most of the time he will be a bench player this season, at least, unless you see injuries. And then, So you think he's going to be like— Specialty, specialty, and second, then maybe once you'll see him. You'll see him coming once in a while. I mean, sixty mm-hmm. games in sixty-six awesome. days. Mm-hmm. So. Real, real quick question: Do you let him steal? Oh, oh when he's on second, yeah, second fuck third. No. No, I said no. that too because that fuck question no. came up not a couple days ago. No way. And people were like, "Because you can just steal. no, because then no. you immediately because if you get thrown out, oh, you yeah. screw your inning. Over. Oh yeah, that's like the because then all they gotta do is get through the inning. Right. Yeah, no, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah you can't steal. And once you're on second with no outs, you, yeah, yeah, you no. can't commit Especially the first down no. third base. A ground, no. ball, a ground, a ground ball, ball into the outfield. No, a ground ball into the outfield can score them. Yeah, easily. It will score yeah. <laughs> with he his 99 speed. Right, Jesus. Get, so you're taking the over on 31 and a half also? Yeah, like I said, with Zach Wheeler, absolutely. Without Zach Wheeler, right, and you're put throwing, a friendly you're 50 throwing on him, maybe. <laughs> you're, you're throwing $100 on them winning the World Series, too? Probably. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right, switching gears, because I want to get into a tricky question to end the show. The NHL return to play format we haven't talked about um, since we've been back. And it's kind of interesting. I'm not sure, like... I think there's too many teams, but at the same time, it's could be cool, especially be when you're a Philadelphia Flyers fan. So basically, it's a 24-team playoff format. The e- in each conference has the top four seeds play each other. What's it twice? Yes. Uh, in a round robin tournament to determine the one through four seeding, and then teams five through twelve, so five against twelve, six against eleven, and so on, play each other in a five-game uh, qualifying round series. So. Do you guys like it? Do you not like it? And then as a Flyers fan, you got to love it because they can only go up. Because mm-hmm. they're sitting at the four seed now. Worst comes to worst, they're the four seed. Or they can get anywhere to the one. Yeah, worst comes to worst, we're the four seed, and then we beat the shit out of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like, we deserve it. Do we? That's, that's all thing. I want, honestly. I, I, I don't give a fuck I about the Stanley mind, Cup. Yeah, no, I don't mind being the fourth and then having to... Because the Pens will most likely smack the Canadians. Canadians are fucking terrible this year. But, like, I don't even know. Dude, th- when I saw they made the playoffs, I was so shocked. But, yeah, if we get a chance at the Pens, we're... We're better than them this year, so it'll be a fun ass. You want to know this? What, here's what I want to say because I, I love the energy and I do hate the Penguins just yeah. as much as you do. But with how good the Flyers were this year, 
Penguins are below me. Yeah. You know what I want? I want to hoist that. Oh, yeah, no, the Stanley, fuck yeah. The Stanley Cup trophy, why? Okay? Like, why not So I don't this care year? who we have to – I don't care for one through four who we have to play. If we don't see the Penguins, if we beat the shit out of the Penguins, the Flyers are good enough to get to the Stanley Cup. That's the thing. We're deep this year. We are a Stanley Cup contender. We were the whole season. There's no reason it's going to change now. Like, what the – I'm well, very I, ready. The only thing that worries me is um, this, motive, this uh, momentum we had. We were – we were, we, need, we, were we were humming at a different <laughs> like you know what I mean? The, the drums were getting beat. We were marching to the Stanley Cup. My biggest worry is can they get back to that momentum? Can they keep things moving forward like they were? Like I'm I've said it on the pod before. I'm not the biggest hockey fan, but I, I know about momentum, especially <laughs> when it comes to the playoffs, especially NHL hockey, which is the most unpredictable playoffs out of the big four. So biggest issue with the Flyers right now, get back to what you were doing. Keep the momentum the same because if you're not clicking and you come out rusty, you are going to get bounced. We just to me, it comes down to the kid. It comes to yeah, exactly. He needs to be he needs to be the Jordan the Jordan Bennington of the Flyers for this year. Like that Jordan Bennington came up. He let he helped get him to the cup. He let him all playoffs. He was a beast. All right, all right let's stop talking about Flyers because that, that's leading to my ending <laughs> question. Again, how do you like the 2014 playoff format? I like it a lot. Like you said, as we're Flyers fans in here, it's awesome for us Flyers fans. Maybe if I was that fifth fifth team, maybe if I was a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, thank God I'm not. Maybe I wouldn't like it as much, but one through four, it's it's a great position to be in for us. It's a lot of teams, like you said, a lot of teams, and it's going like to be the interesting. The Canadians, like he said, the Canadians yeah. being in it. It's going to be interesting to see Shocking where it's all it. played You're going to see some upsets. Oh, yeah. 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 No doubt. Especially with no the restart doubt. of the season. Everything's fresh. With just everything's no fresh. every year. You see yeah. upsets every year. This one's going to be crazy. Everything's fresh. So it's... Flyers were, like you said, scorching. <laughs> so it's, of course, it happened to the Flyers this year. So we'll see, though. Um, I, I definitely like it. I, I, like you said, another sport back is always a great thing. So, okay. So this now let's get to my question, and I, I think we'll have time for my second question as well. So out of, and we'll go roundtable. We'll go Bill, Snap, Gant, and then I'll wrap it up with my answer. Out of the Sixers, Flyers, and Phillies, assuming that all three sports return and finish their seasons in the playoffs. Who has the best chance at bringing our city a championship this year? In my opinion, I it was it was like back and forth with me, but I'm going with the Flyers because Sixers have a tough path if the if they actually have to go like Celtics Clippers. That's going to be tough as shit. So Phillies bullpen scares me a little bit. Back end starting rotation scares me a little bit. Wheeler thing scares me a little bit. Flyers are a deep ass team from forwards to D from to goalie. They're a deep team. They got a good one two coach. Year. Yeah, coach. I mean, honestly, they're they could they're a contender this year legitimately. So I really think the Flyers are probably number one that could bring us a bring us a championship. All right, snap. Uh, I gotta agree, man. I really do. I, what Billy said, I, I think it comes down to the Flyers. The Flyers had the momentum. If that momentum stays, we seen what they were doing on the ice, man. Like I, I am. I won't say I hated hockey, but hockey never held my interest until this season finally. And when I seen how good they play and actually enjoyed watching them, I was like, "Holy shit!" It's good to have you back, baby. dude. It's like, it's like wow. Like Everyone's they have coming a goaltender. <laughs> like they have the pieces to win. Again, the NHL playoffs, very unpredictable. They're in a good spot to go for it all. I would put the Sixers next just because even though it's a hard schedule, you could come out and shock the world, especially right. with the circumstances. There's no road fans. There's none of this bullshit. Let's go it's play neutral. ball. Yeah, it's go play ball. And if it's like open gym like Ben Simmons always does every summer, he should be the fifth best player in the league where he plays in the summer. Yep. That's just a joke. <laughs> look, look but, he's getting fired up already. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
Phillies are the third. That's where I'm going to leave it at because the Phillies, uh, I just I just think the fatigue of the season is going to get to them, and they have the least chance, especially with the tough division. But like I said, I'm going to go Flyers. They had the best team moving forward. Part of me wants to say Sixers, but it's definitely the Flyers. Ken, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, baby. Um, you're gonna play eight. Reg- your fucking mind. You're gonna, play, <laughs> you're gonna play eight regular season games. I see us sliding up a spot. Is the is the playoff bracket confirmed? That's definitely what's no, happening. No, no. They uh, have so to play they, eight regular season. If games. If they go back to the normal Eastern Conference, Western Conference, we'd theoretically play the Miami Heat in the first round. I think we would handle the Miami Heat. I'll tell you what, and I, everyone's gonna bash Mr. I see Ben Simmons coming back with a resemblance of a jump shot. I think this quarantine. Ben Simmons is my favorite basketball player in the NBA. Biting the bait, I love bro. everything with the NBA. I love everything about Ben Simmons. And when it comes to the best teams in the NBA, Lakers, Clippers, Bucks are my three best teams in the NBA. The Sixers own them. Joel Embiid owns Anthony Davis. Always has, always will when they match up. That's not a lie. That is not a lie. The Sixers beat the Bucks. The Sixers beat the Bucks all the time. The, I mean, they've Fact. shared. They beat them on Christmas last year. We crushed them right before the playoffs. And oh, this year, the Christmas game. That was awesome. <laughs> this year, we yeah. beat the Clippers. We beat the Clippers this year. I think it might have been without hit, yeah. without Embiid, too, wasn't it? No, that was no, the Lakers. We, we lost to the Clippers. That was the game. But that, no, uh, we played, no, no, them twice. The, we played them twice, and we lost the second yeah, game. Not but the we Shake had Millen no starters. Yeah. Yeah. The game Shake Millen went Shake off Millen is when we game. lost. Right, and we had no, put it yeah, and we had no <laughs> starters that yeah. game. But really. Shake still we, dropped 40 on the yeah. or 39, whatever it was. I see us... I'm, I'm, that might sound weird. I would rather play the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. Same. Me too. Same. The Toronto Raptors have our number. Me too. I completely agree with but, you. There. And I think if we break that bubble of the first round, I, I just there's so much talent. Well, and, um, the, co- the coaching yeah. is such an issue. It still it always will be an uh, issue until he's gone. Until yeah. he's gone. But there's so much talent. And well, here's, if Embiid's legitimately here's working how they out are six right days now. a week, yeah. oh yeah, he's, he's in 39 shape, and 26 oh, yeah. right now. They're 39 and 26. These are the eight games. Indiana, Washington, Toronto, Phoenix, Portland, Houston, Washington, Orlando. There's one game on Seven there. Seven and one. There's three, maybe four games on there I see as a, a loss, and there's only one definite, and it's Toronto. Houston's beatable. Portland's beatable. Indiana's beatable. The other four, you need to Dude, win. They those games need are, to win. That's not even beatable. Those are teams you're better than. We're, we're better than those teams. By we, far. <laughs> yeah. We've always – I shouldn't say always – Damian Lillard will cause some problems, so you could see him drop. You just can't drop games. You to, can't drop yeah, games. You should yep. not. You drop. have to, Orlando. You need to crush Orlando. You need to beat Washington. You need. You have Washington twice. Exactly. The worst team in the league. But I, the only thing with Washington that could be an issue is John Wall might come back. He is coming back. He's playing. Yeah, that's he what it sounds it. like. Which is really like actually. Like I won't say that they're a contender in any way, but no. that's just going to kind of be like they'll be that team that like, drops a team you got a that seed now, because so. of that. Yeah, that Bradley Beal is finally the that player. We all, pretty damn I would trade our whole Beal. roster yeah, besides Ben Simmons for Bradley Beal right now. Dude, Bradley, besides, oh. You just said besides Ben Simmons, yeah. that means no Joel Embiid. Yeah, we'll get into that. I want to hear that more. But all right, Dylan, finish us off. Dylan, finish us off. Who do you got? Who do you got? It's very tight. I'm going to say the Flyers, if they get back to that momentum, like you said, but I am very, very close to agreeing with Ginn, only because I think the Flyers are the better team. I think the Sixers have the more ta- the more talented superstar mm-hmm. potential. That could break out in a no fans, because we've seen how bad they were on the road, but we talked about it before, with how this is going to be set up kind of AAU style, almost there's no fans, there's no distractions. If, if Ben comes back healthy... If Joel's been working out six days a week, like he ben said, Ben has been working out. Yeah, oh, I know. Dude, mm-hmm. Ben is 
chisel. <laughs> he puts on weight quick. Before chisel. the draft, before the draft, before that broken foot, he put on forty pounds from leaving LSU to the draft. We gotta remember yeah. that shit. Like he is an so, athletic freak. The Sixers are honestly, uh, in my opinion, a dark horse in the NBA plus because I think a lot of people have written them off because they didn't have the season people expected them to with the addition of Al Horford that didn't work out Josh Richardson was hurt a lot he could be a six man we don't know he better be he is and I just we said it all year right we said well they seem to be built for the playoffs what travels defense travels if Ben can come out and just play in an open gym if Joel can dominate in the post like we know he can dominate anyone in the NBA that's the thing they they can make noise it's but I think I think the Flyers are going to get back to that momentum because I think AV is that type of coach. He's going to have them ready. Um, and especially, like, not to sound corny, but when you have a story like the Oscar Lindblom story that's going on right now, that rallies guys it together. <laughs> like, just not that that really means anything. I'm yeah. just. He's back that, on the ice. That, the yeah, that, that rallies guys together and keeps them. They're very, they're very close knit, is what I'm trying to get to as a team. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think they're mm-hmm. the best all around team. They're, they're put in the best position. Because they're they can only go up in the round robin tournament. They're they're going to be at minimum a four seed. Um, so I got to say the Flyers, but I think the Sixers can definitely make some noise in the, the Sixers, NBA. Uh, I'm adding into the Sixers talk. The Sixers will be traveling July seventh. Part of the last group to travel down Shams bomb while we were on. He released the team orders that they're going to all travel down to Orlando. Uh, with actually a lot of the better teams being on the, or no, the 9th. July 7th, the Nuts, Nuggets, Magic, Suns, Jazz, Wizards will go down. July 8th, the Celtics, Mavericks, Clippers, Grizzlies, Heat, Pelicans, Thunder, Kings will go down. And then July 9th, the Rockets, Pacers, Lakers, Bucks, Sixers, Trailblazers, Spurs, and Raptors going down. So, I don't know how that does for you, but kind of <laughs> I just had to put it out there because it got me hyped because basketball is like really close. Oh, it's yeah. Um, did you guys July 30th? I got one random fucking thing. Did you guys see Jim Salisbury said Philly's planning to offer JT, JT. Yeah. 23 mil a year for five, let's six years? Fucking go. Bryce Harper just Bryce Harper put on a story yeah, and said, story, let's go. Yeah, the quicker the yeah. better. It's happening. All right, we got 10 minutes left, so I do have time for my second yeah, question. Hit us that. So, we, we just talked about which team has the best option, right? But we all know that it's going to be weird coming back from COVID. Probably no fans. Which another thing we didn't mention: playoff hockey. What are they? Know, what's it known for? It's atmosphere, fans, yep. unpredictability. It's going to be weird. There's not. I was I, talking about that yesterday. I'm, going, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be pumping in crowd noise. Yeah, yeah. Just like but it's uh, not the Premier same. League. No, fuck no. The what thing, the thing that going back to what we were just saying with the Sixers, like where where I see Ben just to get NBA talk because I would really want to talk about it. where I see Ben getting more of an advantage from no fans. I can see Embiid. Having a disadvantage from having no fans. I agree. I yeah, think 100% ben, agree. I think Joel really thrives he off feeds that. Off of it. There's no hand. Yeah, exactly. With George, <laughs> there's just, no <laughs> hand. There's no hands waving to right. himself. And you like, also see louder. him on the road when he's not in front of his home crowd, look lackadaisical and uninterested in a lot of. But games. with Ben, I think you've seen Ben yeah. in the open gym in the off season. He like eats people when no one's watching. Like mm-hmm. he hits fadeaway jumpers and shit. We don't see in game. I think yeah. he might have a lot. He might be more like you know fluent. Less, less panicky, like less anxiety, like less nerves, like so. That's something that is going to be really interesting. Yeah. This whole no fans thing is really going to well, be. Well, speaking of no fans, did you see what the NFL put out that the yeah. that the owners approved today? Apparently, like they the are seats, right? tarping off the first nine or so rows of the bot of the 100 level sections in all the stadiums, and they're going to make it available for like 
TV view, like big enough for you for you to see the advertisements on TV for businesses and really people to buy out advertisements. advertisements. That could be a thing moving forward. They're doing that in soccer right now too. I did see that. They're doing that in soccer in all the leagues. I remember watching a Juventus game and they were doing that. I will tell you. I'll tell you right now what I do not want them doing is doing what foreign leagues are doing and putting no. stuffed yeah. animals <laughs> in the seats. That no, stuff the stuffed so animals bad. is weird, but like the pictures of fans, oh, that yeah. was cool because there was a Turkish soccer league that put Kobe in all those Yeah, seats. I saw oh, that. Really? Really, yeah, I it was see that. awesome. That's it was cool. really cool. Yeah. But um, but like my whole thing is like I, it, with the fans for the NBA, just, I, just keep it players. But I don't yeah. even think that's going to last because no. I think once you start getting cases, it's going to be more like how the MLB is. Like, we're just like, but, get, in, get the fuck out. But don't to do the anything. point, though, if you are in that strict bubble, there should be no cases when they're down there. If you really think should about be. it. Well, they, if you you're said, enforcing the bubble, because they're yeah, going to have security be, and law enforcement. You said they're enforcing and it. Enforcing the, like, and for, yeah, it's not like the MLB where they go home away from the stadium and you don't know where they're at. The NBA, they are in those hotels. They're around the grounds. Well, they grounds, broke it down into and which hotels yeah. they're staying at. And, and they're allowed on, the, on some of the grounds, and, and but that's it. So they're only going to be around each other. And the other thing that we got to think about is a lot of these players are actually protesting, which is kind of nerve-wracking. Even though a lot of the yeah, protests yeah. turned out to not make really big flare-ups with the cases, I could see some of that happening. Like, you had Elton Brand, Matisse Thibel, and uh, Tobias, Tobias Harris all down at Cedar City over the whole outbreak. But they, we haven't heard anything from right, them. Right, and that was also going probably close to two weeks ago now. So right? we haven't really heard anything. But like, So we should be good. We should all be right. good. But that's something to think about. Let me get to my question. So, we just talked, champ, who is the best odds out of those three? So, would winning a championship this year, any of the teams that we just talked about, Mean less to you because of the circumstances. Fuck yes. no. Yes. no. Fuck no. Fuck no. Zero no. shot. Yes. What? Snap yes. is the Are only you one. Me? Not to I, me. Clearly, I'd be hyped. Clearly, I'm gonna front run it. But the thing that's just, the reason it's gonna mean something is because everybody that doesn't win it this year. Oh well, you know we won in 2020. Yeah, but everyone's gonna oh, remember. 2020 didn't count. Everyone's gonna was, remember yeah, who you know won what? that year. But everyone will. When LeBron wins this year, everyone will remember. Let's put it that but way. That's, but that's, I kind of don't <laughs> even want bad. the Lakers to win because I don't want that to be another thing for LeBron. Because I'm a huge Bron guy. Yeah. I feel if that. Bron feel wins that. this year, <laughs> if Bron wins this year, you're gonna have people like Dylan going, "Well, you know, Mike didn't have to win a championship when there was only eight regular season games left and the playoffs." <laughs> <laughs> Snap, so like, we're not doing this to finish LeBron's, yeah. so LeBron's going to have the COVID game. Snap. The they COVID. were talking about Listen. that, too. Do you think players uh, – there was a thing said that, like, certain players might just say fuck it and play with it if they don't report it. Who well, doesn't report it? If players can somehow, like, beat it. I don't think that can happen. That can happen. What do you mean? You put an ice pack to, pack to your head and your temperature yeah, they're down. doing like they're the getting swab tested up the though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tested. No, no, it's the whole like nine every yards day. every day. Yeah. Every day you I have to so, get that yeah. fucking swab up every nose? single day. Holy shit, man! I couldn't even imagine. Wow. So I I get what you're saying. It, I like, if, like if LeBron's like no, tested on. positive, do you think LeBron's really gonna sit? Listen, listen. Let me just say one thing. I understand where you're coming. I think to me, what you just said is more of an annoyance factor that you don't feel like dealing like, like it, for, it, it from is, other it is, it But is. that, but that shouldn't take away from your team. From right. your okay, but point here's of view. here's the here's the thing because I heard this on the radio the other day. Eastern Conference Finals, Game Two. LeBron comes down with COVID nineteen. He's not playing. No. No. 
No. <laughs> they, there's, he can't. No. They get, it's like, gonna removed. Be literally it's going to be out. No, there's they get, no like, way. Removed. Bro, there's no, it's not like he's still got an eyebrow raise. No, he's like, you sure? Hold on, hold on. He's not playing. Hold on, COVID will be canceled no. immediately. On, on, on to his, what would it be, his ninth title run? Yeah, hold on. So the ten. issue is, it wouldn't ten, be... Ten title run? It wouldn't be... 1-3. It w- Relax. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it, shut up. It wouldn't be. Go, it wouldn't go. be. It wouldn't be like the Lakers like doing the testing and then them being it's like the NBA. hush hush. It's yeah. It's NBA officials. It's right, but it's the NBA and it's LeBron. No, yeah. you're gonna get everyone sick. Yeah, you're gonna get everyone. <laughs> literally every player right there. There was just The Eastern Conference is now the the finals. I just like, heard about it, but like really, like with a guy like him with all that pull, like Giannis, he's about to break. Is in the finals. Game six. He's not playing. All right, here's another one. <laughs> Superstar <laughs> player. Superstar player comes down with COVID. Game six, game seven, finals. He's not playing. You can't play. Why? You're not allowed. He's got COVID. Dude, first of all, if, if anyone on this <laughs> but show. But there's people that are going to try. If anyone it's on this show work. is it's like. not going to work. Is like stands up. It <laughs> believes in like. I'm not saying it's right COVID. or wrong. It's but healthy. I'm just saying some of these guys are going to fight it tooth and nail. If they I'm can't. Giannis, if I'm Giannis Antetokounmpo, I'm in game sevens tomorrow. And I just came down with COVID-19. You're going to have to shoot me with a gun to keep me off the court. <laughs> like, I'm going for the title. They get removed from the bubble, though. Like, they're yeah, gone. they're gone. Like, they, they don't get they're the chance. Audi, they don't Audi. get the chance to hide. Oh, they're Audi. Audi. Also, okay, yeah. so that's an interesting fact. The only too. ones I can get away with are the Morris twins somehow. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, 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 so, wait, hold on. That, yeah, that's an interesting that is point. point. That's that an interesting point to wrap up the show. Is if they're that both happens, on the premise, so too. being yeah, a Sixers yeah. fan, if we make it to the finals and it happens to LeBron, or we make it to the Eastern Conference finals and it happens to, to fucked. Giannis. You're just fucked. No, no, no. I'm saying as a Sixers fan. Does that again, like speak, like going on to that? That's what it means. It's a discredited title. Listen, listen. If, if I don't care, no, listen, because it's not like listen. he tore his ACL or he got no, a meniscus no. tear. I don't, if, I if, don't we, care. if we, if we, if if we see either, but it's discredited. No, if we see, heart, if I'm chance. watching Joel Embiid raise that fucking yeah. Larry OB trophy, he, he won. You can't take that away. You can't erase that. But everyone's memory. gonna he won. say something no, about it. If Harper, listen, if Harper wins MVP, people are gonna say shit. Hold doesn't on. matter. Hold He's on. the MVP. Snap, let me like, tell you what on. you do if that happens. Show them the ring. I, I get that it. That doesn't matter. That's all. It doesn't I'm, matter. It doesn't I want a state title for soccer in my senior year. I didn't fucking touch the field. I still <laughs> show the ring. I get the concept. No, listen. <laughs> but like, it's, fuck everyone else. It's like, it's like, it. I just don't want to hear. Philly about versus it. the world. I, I just don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear MJ fucking fans bitch about LeBron when he wins it. I don't want to <laughs> hear fucking <laughs> Dallas or fucking Boston fans going. You needed a fucking. Yeah, all, all I want to say is I don't think MJ fans are complaining about ranks. No, about LeBron's ranks. Yeah, I know. I don't think they're complaining about bronze Shut ranks. The yeah, they're not yeah, they Shut are. the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, they are. Wrap it up. <laughs> I will continue to tag you in killer instinct yeah. quote tweets for the rest of my life. Go ahead. Killer. Means nothing. No killer instinct. No I didn't say no ass. killer instinct. I didn't say none. <laughs> yes, you did. I said he doesn't have killer instinct. That's what you said. <laughs> Go right, watch what's, the block, what's, our time? Yeah, cool. what's our time? What's our time? What's our time? Go watch the steal and then the <laughs> shot. You guys, yeah, that's another thing we didn't even talk about. You guys said, oh, nah. did you see the block? Yeah, did you see him rip the ball out of Carl Malone's hands, come down and hit the shot? We're not doing After this. After a push-off. Oh, oh my no. God. No. Oh, my God. You can't bitch about the Ray Allen shot this. if you're going to bitch about the Steve Kerr and the John Paxson shot. 
What? That's all I need to say right there. I'm with it. We're not going to bitch about LeBron needs help when fucking Jordan played with Scottie Pippen his whole career and couldn't crack the playoffs without him. What Jordan, player? Do it. No, LeBron makes everyone around him better. False. Just a false. False. What? Rodney Hood, Jordan Clark, they're all on LeBron's oh thing. Come on. Rodney Hood was averaging 18 who? points a game. He came to the Cavs. He's nobody who was playing anymore. Okay, they played 20 <laughs> games together. They had no time. They rebuilt that roster that offseason. There was the biggest. Kevin Love got worse. Hold on. How can I? Hold on. How do we Kevin get How did we get How did we get here? How did we get here? good when he was by himself, and we all knew that. He played with two superstars and got fucking anxiety How like a pussy. How the fuck did we Taylor, get here? Taylor, wrap it up. <laughs> all right, guys. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms, at Philly Fans, at Philly Fanatic. You can find us on... Whoa! We back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks. Who's the boss? Dudes is lost. Don't think cause I'm iced out, I'ma cool off.